podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Late Tea Time, the golf betting podcast that finds the best betting value closer to the first shot being struck than anyone else. Always gamble responsibly. Visit begambleaware.org for more information. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome along. It's the Late Tea Time Podcast. We do this every week. If you are new to us, well, pop along every single Wednesday at some stage and we go live to discuss what's ever happening on the US PGA Tour. But obviously this week it is something a little bit more special. It is the US PGA Championship stateside. It is one of the majors and basically because of that we'll be back with you in between rounds as well we will come back after the first round second round and third round with the best in tournament bets as well as these uh, pre-tournament bets we'll put up today it's myself james butler joined by as always the gargantuan golfing brain that is dave tyndall dt how are you yes i'm very well thank you not not got covid this time we both had it didn't we in the last uh, major the masters it, it wrecked our masters, didn't it, COVID? Um, although we got a little bit more time to actually watch it, strangely enough, because yeah, well, um, what's that? Because I wasn't working, because I had COVID. I was actually watching every single ball hit. But uh, um, this is uh, a different kettle of fish. Let, let me start off, shall I, by uh, running us through the top end of the markets before we hear Dave's uh, views on this. Scotty Scheffler, the uh, man flying high at the moment. He's uh, as good as 14 to 1, actually, if you search around for him. John Rahm is second in the market, 16s. You've got Rory McIlroy in there at a best price of 18s that is obviously with fewer um each way placings um justin thomas he's 18s as well jordan spieth is around about 20s you've got colin morikawa my mate he's in there at 22s and you've got hideki matsuyama who's a best price of 25s you'll find that if you go a little bit lower on price you can get more places which often in a major is uh fairly common sense isn't it um dt should we start off with um, i mean phil mickelson but i've just been actually before we came on here been reading about Big Phil. Obviously, there's all the Saudi stuff going on. He's um, got a rather good record in this tournament. He's reigning champion as well. Um, and they were talking about the cameras not actually pointing towards him because he's been a naughty boy because he's talking all Saudi and not USPGA. Well, he's, yeah, he's obviously not defending his title this week um, because of all the, the things that have gone on. So, he, so he missed the Masters as well, didn't he? Yeah, so um, it's weird, isn't it? Who would have thought that Tiger Woods... Is playing in this, and he played in the Masters, and Phil Mickelson isn't. How things sort of flip around for various reasons, but yeah. Big Phil is um, a, a genuine legend of the of the golfing world, isn't he? Alongside Tiger, or Tiger's maybe just usurped him a little bit. But it's it's sad that somebody that I really love watching play is not going to be playing in these tournaments. Yeah, um, it was such an incredible story last year when he became the oldest major winner at fifty odd. I mean, it's doubtful that he could have recreated such magic again, but. He still does enough on the course to make people get the crowds going. So, yeah, a bit of a miss, but, you know, let's not dwell on who's not here, James. We'll get gradually uh, more excited as we go through. Um, you've given me, um, I think you've got three choices on the podcast this week. We'll start off by trying to nail the winner, shall we? Who is going to win the US PGA, DT? Yeah, there's so many in it. There's so many um, players at the top end of the world rankings and top end of the market who you think, yeah, they've got a good chance. They've got a good chance. Can't see a hole in them. But I think, say, the starting point was the start of the week Monday. And here we are recording this on getting towards sort of mid-afternoon Wednesday, coming towards Wednesday evening. And I'm thinking, which player has really leapt into my mind as someone more, you know, offering a better case than they did 
did before. Someone I might have just glossed over, just thinking, well, he's a another. But I think the one who stands out that I really want to is Justin Thomas because it's good. They've basically they've interviewed all the top guys as well, and some sometimes you can just get a, a bit of a feel and a steer what they really think of the course. Sometimes it's just platitudes. But but with Justin Thomas, there's no. You, know, you absolutely know that he loves this place. I mean, they are the actual words he uses. So, you know, he's asked by Julius Mason, who's the guy who runs all the interviews at the, the PGA, and Justin Thomas replies, I love it. I thought as soon as I came here, I came Monday last week when playing Byron Nelson, I loved it as soon as I saw it. I just like the old school type of design golf course, you know, tree-lined, big four-loss runoffs around the greens and the Bermuda grass makes it difficult to chip. So it puts a premium on having different techniques and different styles around the greens and also puts a premium on ball striking to where you can hit the green where you have to chip less. I think this is an unbelievable major championship venue and I'm glad it's here. It's a sweet place. Now, you didn't hear such you know, gushing comments from some of them who just said this is going to be hard. So Justin Thomas did come to Southern Hills last week and played it with, with Jordan Spieth in 35 mile an hour wins. So... You know, you could have come away from that thinking, oh, that's a bit tough, this place. But he just absolutely loves it. And then sometimes you still got to think, is he just a positive sort of guy who will just say that sort of stuff? But I remember at Royal Port Rush a couple of years ago, he was raving about that course and he had his best open championship by a mile. So I think it does translate. Sometimes, you know, yes, it's just words, but other times golf's such a mental game that if somebody really thinks this is the course for me, then it reflects in his play. And, I think it's all good for Justin Thomas this week. And then you look at some of his stats. You need to chip the ball really well. He's he's really high up in the stats for that. He just he plays well chipping off Bermuda uh, rough. I looked at some of his stats for that. So there's no reason why he can't have a massive week. And I think he might drifted a little bit. To, uh, I think he can get eighteen to one. The the other slight wrinkle is that he normally takes the week off before a major because he maybe thinks that's the best way to do it. Now, he did that before the Masters, and then he came out in the Masters and shot 76 in round one. It was almost as if he wasn't quite competitively sharp, and then he played really well and finished eighth. You take out that poor first round. Well, here, he's played the Byron Nelson the week before, finished 64-67 on the weekend. I think he's just going to go in that extra bit match sharp. So that could just be the difference. If he gets off to a fast start, I think he's got a massive chance. So he's the one who, who I didn't initially focus on, but he's the one jumping out now. Does Justin Thomas and did Jordan, uh, him and Jordan Spieth ever do anything apart? They seem to be in each other's pockets all the time, don't they? Yeah, they are good buddies. They love a road trip, a buddy road trip, don't they? Um, I mean, Spieth's another one who speaks highly of the course, but I just think Thomas, something about him this week, he just looks like he's he's ready to really throw in a big one. Well, you mentioned the prices uh, there, Dave. Um, he's as big as 18s, but you don't get very many places with that, just the five places with that. You can get 16 to 1 with Betfred for eight places. Or if you go down to 14s, you can actually get 10 places with Betfair. Where would you go? Is he not 16s with William Hill where you can get nine places? Of, I is. imagine that. Yes. I think that's your sweet spot. 16 so to 1, nine places. 16 um, to 1, nine places with William Hill then for yeah. Justin Thomas to win the US PGA. The next thing on your list of um, the homework that you've done for me this time, you were looking at a 72-hole match bet treble. Would you like to divulge the details of that now? Yes, I would. Um, 
So the big thing when you go through all the interviews, it's about these shaved runoff areas where the ball lands on the green, then it's flung out. It doesn't catch up in in greenside rough, which some players like to just hack out of, and and they're happy enough doing that. They'll take the chances. But some players like it's a greater skill to chip off a tight lie, maybe 20, 30 yards away from the green. That's what that's when you really show your short game. So there's a there's a there's a, a stat on the PGA Tour strokes gained around the green. So I've looked at some players who are really poor in that category versus players who are pretty tidy. And obviously I'm going, going with the players who have the good chipping game. So Victor Hovland, I know he's the local guy this week and there are some pluses for him. But he's up against Cameron Smith uh, this week. And even, even on any course, that's a pretty good matchup. You're still probably taking Smith uh, on recent form. But Hovland is 210th and last in strokes gained around the green. Smith is a, a really good chip of the ball. He's 40th. So I think Cameron Smith on this particular course, I think he's going to have an edge. He, he, again, spoke really well about it. Hovland was quite honest. He admitted that it's going to be tough for him. He prefers chipping out of greenside rough. So Smith to beat Hovland. Then another matchup was this big discrepancy. Abraham Answer is 206th out of 210 in strokes going around the green. So he's way, way down those charts. He's up against Terrell Hatton, who's 55th. Now Hatton, he's played well on courses where you have to chip from sort of tight lies as well. It's going to be windy this week. Hatton, you know, is a two-time winner of the Dunhill Lynx Championship at Windy St. Andrews up there in Scotland. So I think he can he can win that one and beat Abraham Answer. Then the other one, there's not so much of a discrepancy here, but it's just I'm really keen on Jordan Spieth this week. Again, he spoke really well about the place. Now, if you look through his record, he, whenever he plays well the week before a major, then he carries that into the major itself. So he's just come off second place at the Byron Nelson. So I expect a big, big week from him. He's up against Xander Schaffele, who I think will have a good week. I certainly do, but I just think Spieth will have an exceptional week. So it could be that Schaffele finishes eighth, ninth, tenth, but I think Spieth will be right up in the running, maybe in the top five. So I'm going to take Spieth to beat him. And Spieth's the underdog in that matchup. And that's that's another part of the reasoning. I, I, I'm surprised by that. I am as well. So Cam Smith to beat my mate Victor Hovland. How dare you, Dave Tyndall. Tyrrell Hatton to beat Abraham Anser. And Jordan Spieth to beat Xander Schaffle. If we put those together, shake them all up, what price do we get? We get about 5.2 to 1, nearly 5.3 to 1. That's worth it, isn't it? Yeah. I quite like that. I think I might have a bit of a couple of the Butler shillings on that as well as we go through the next four days. Yeah, um, so I, think, I just think over 72 holes, I think it will play out that if your chipping is poor, you, hmm. you'll start to just drift down that leaderboard maybe. Let's finish then with something from maybe the side markets a little bit. I mean, there's millions of markets, maybe a slight exaggeration, but millions of markets you get on a major golf tournament. Is there anything a little bit further down the, uh, I was going to say pecking order, but a little bit further down in terms of the lists of markets that springs to mind and strikes you fancy? Yeah, I'm looking at the top 20 markets. Sometimes you look at top 10s and you still think, that's still a bit of an ask, isn't it? Again, all these players to finish in the top 10. Um, so I think even though obviously the price is short, I think looking at the top 20 markets, you can just start to bring in players who are a little bit more on the edge of things. The one I like is Matt Kuchar. He ranks first in scrambling on the PGA Tour this year, which obviously uh, is a testament to how good his short game has been. Now, in terms of his form, his last five starts, we've got 12th, 49th, 3rd, 2nd, 16th. So if you're backing him for top 20, he's, he's done that in four of his last five starts which is you know, very impressive and, you know, some really good work around the greens. 
has, has caused that. Now he's a he's a veteran, long in the tooth. He's you know he used to be known as someone who who always just never w- won enough, but was always sort of thereabouts. So he doesn't have to pull up any trees this week. He's just got to finish in the top twenty. And his style of play, sort of methodical style of play, is very tidy, short game, and his current form suggests. He's a bit of a big price at five to one to finish in the top twenty. Something he's done four times out of five coming in. So Matt Kuchar. Yeah, five five to one um sky bet, five to one with Bet Victor as well. So plenty of uh, choices there if you fancy batting um, backing even Matt Kuchar to be um in the top twenty. Dave, I'll put on the screen there our our Twitter handle. Contact us on Twitter at late tea time pod. Um give us a follow on there and uh, stay tuned. We we might even, if we're really generous during these four days, give you a couple of bonus facts or something as we go through the rounds to steer you in the right direction. So it's worth a follow of that too. And it also if you um you're watching this one and you've just come across us if you followed that um obviously it'll just pop up on your feed whenever we go live as well on this as well so you'll see us uh well if you want to see us you can watch us if you don't you just scroll up and carry on but so we'll be back every single round uh, so this is the uh tournament preview we'll be back ahead of round two we'll be back ahead of round three and of course we'll be back ahead of the final round as well so uh dave's picks this week i'll just run through these shout if i've got anything wrong here dave okay. um, the outright pick here to win the US PGA, justin thomas he's at 16 to 1 nine places with william hill the 72 hole match bet treble cam smith to beat victor hovland tyrell hatton to beat abraham answer and jordan spieth to beat xander shaffley if you uh, put all those together it's a 5.2 to 1 treble and the top 20 finish Matt Kuchar he's around about 5-1 to one to uh, finish in the top 20 of the US PGA have I got that right? Yeah the only other thing I'd say about Justin Thomas I, I probably gather a lot of people will have a lot of their bets made already they all always have them down obviously the point of this podcast is maybe to add something on top to your existing plan or maybe you're coming in completely fresh and haven't had a bet yet I've backed a few on the outright already I've backed Matsuyama Patrick Cantlay but it's Thomas I'm I'm happy to add add him in. I mean, if you've already got like a, a few down, you can back Thomas at twenties on the Betfair exchange. So it just adds to your your kind of your stable of runners uh, this week, and and he's one that I, I really don't want to miss out on, given the sort of vibe I've picked up his comments. Just that thing as well, that little thing about him playing the week before. I just think it might make him hit the ground running a little bit. If you are new to us, we had a little bit of a break, but so we've been doing this for a year or so now, haven't we? This uh, this podcast in, in and under a different name initially, but the reason we do come late to this is that you get the chance. I mean, you write your previews all week, don't you? But you you get the chance to maybe pick up on these late snippets and excited Justin Thomas. You find out maybe a little bit closer to the first tee shot being hit that somebody basically lived next door to the course and has played it every day for the last 20 years or something like that there's, there's these little snippets that have down down the months we've been doing this have led us to some good bets along the way haven't they yeah so in the majors we um we picked up bryson DeChambeau when he won the us open at 25 to 1 again it was based on we only knew that he came to the course and he thought this is absolutely the course for me winged foot I can just blast it and hack out of the rough this is just going to work for me yeah when you when you write your other previews you've, you've got a load of stats that you can work with but especially for the majors the masters is different every year but the majors you, you most often more often than not you come into a course that you don't really have that much of a handle on so it really does pay to wait to see what the players actually think when they get there because they will throw in these little snippets and then you, there's a, a bit of a skill in reading between the lines because you're thinking, does he really like this? Is he just saying that? But with Thomas, it's really obvious, I think, because he's got a history of, of speaking up 
courses he loves and then translating it into a good performance. So, yeah, so he, he's, he's the one that's definitely turned my head as the week's gone on. Good luck to Justin Thomas, who's uh, taking out outright cash. Good luck to Cam Smith, Tyrrell Hatton and Jordan Spieth in the 72-hole match bet trebles. And Matt Kuchar, hope you have a good week as well if you're watching this one. DT, I will see you in between rounds. We will come back, as I say, head of round two, three and four as we go through this USPGA. As I say, follow us at Late Tea Time Pod on the Twitter feed and we can give you a few extra snippets as we go through this major. And as I say, well, we'll be back very soon. Gamble responsibly, everybody. That's the whole point of this. Don't do, don't just throw money you can't afford away um, towards the bookies. Gamble responsibly. Enjoy the golf. Good luck with all of your bets, and we'll see you ahead of round two. Cheers, everybody. Always gamble responsibly. Visit begambleaware.org for more information. Podcast Network.